You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. It's weird to me that this movie, The Nightingale, is not on more people's radar right now because The Babadook, despite what Patience Robinson Campos might think about it, <laughs> was, I think, one of the best horror movies just of the last decade. Like, incredibly powerful in a debut film by writer-director Jennifer Kent. And, like, one of those people, like, out of nowhere comes onto the scene and becomes a, a defining part of this new sort of, like, horror meme going on right now of, like, very intelligent, very well-directed, very well-thought original yeah. horror films. And, I mean, she, you, one could argue that in some ways she was the bit first big shot across the bow. Yeah, it was uh, in the stream of, like horror movie indie horror movies that made it to the mainstream like in a i mean not in like a way that like a marvel movie everyone's seen but in a way that a lot of people outside of like the hardcore horror people saw mm-hmm. like it dipped it so it's not like streaming and stuff it was like that it follows around time it was like this oh shit like oh like the witch it was starting to co- all yeah. coalesce and come one together but it was one of the defining movies of this moment in time and so it's been a couple years and uh, we've all been saying what is this lady going to do next holy shit but what she did next is the nightingale and it's not technically a horror movie but it is more disturbing and upsetting and brutal than any horror movie I've seen in a really long time. It goes very dark. Man. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, and it's a movie that, and I'm going to say flat out, I love this. This is one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. This is almost certainly going to make my top five of the year list. Uh-huh. Uh, so you like really, really like, yeah. like found this important and devastating and incredibly well acted but I don't know who to recommend this to, <laughs> I, you know, because it's brutal on a level that, like, I mean, we live in an age where people are defining themselves by what upsets them and and triggering them, if you'll excuse the, the, the term, and letting that go to a point where in some cases, uh, especially the Twitter, <laughs> yeah. has gotten overblown to a point where it's like anything that even mildly annoys them, they turn it into yeah. this huge movement and uh, have to have a petition or something. It's a weird It's a weird thing where, like, a lot of this comes from, like, people who are more left-leaning. It's yeah. like a weird new type of censorship. Yeah. Where it's like before it's just weird like... prudishness. Yeah, it's a weird just I like... I say censorship, but prudishness. Yeah. Or it's like an attempt, attempt at, like, yeah, censorship isn't quite the right word, but it is like... It's become like they're like the uptight Christian moms who didn't want rap music playing too loudly. It's like that with anything that is like anything that's deemed that doesn't it's violent or pushes this edge of any type of anything racially, um, gender, any, anything that's like even questioning or just having a dialogue with that. Yeah. It's like no, 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 wrong. There's certain like, things yeah. you can't include in a movie or TV show or whatever, or you're immediately thought of as being garbage, and it doesn't matter to yeah. some people what the context of it is. I've been saying all along, no, I don't think rape should be taken out of storytelling. Why? It because ki- it's a real thing that fucking happens that has real impact on people and and needs to be discussed and dealt with. Sure. And at the same time, I understand people, because for years and years, especially in the horror genre, it's used quite cheaply. Mm-hmm. Like in a exploitative release. And I agree and, completely yeah. with the argument that 
don't don't throw it in to be yeah. like uh, 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 salient about it, you know, yeah. to make people like, uh, oh, uh, you know, that look at that hot rape scene. Yeah. There, there are three rape scenes in this movie, and I assure you, they are not hot on any level. No, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, I, I forgot that there were three. Like, because it's something you don't see as much in movies now. Because it is a very it's like talk about landmines, and it has to be handled <laughs> with like such a skill to not come off as like. Just triggering and brutal for no reason. Yeah. And it, this movie, I, I don't think that this movie ever goes into that territory where it's like, oh, God, we got this again. It's just overly brutal. It's brutal for a, a very particular point. It might be hammering the point really hard, but it's still, like, pointed in the right direction. And, They're like, like, and even so, it never goes – because it feels at first like, oh, this is just going to be a rape-revenge film. And then it becomes so much more complex than that. More, I mean, it even – like, all right, so this is set in Tasmania, which is uh, originally called Van Diemen's Land in Australia, which was the prison colony part of Australia for the British, where they are basically working – prisoners as indentured servants essentially yeah. as slaves uh, over here with the little bits of tiny little british colonies in the middle of the the muck uh, of the out that not in the outback it's like cuz it's more forested zone yeah. uh but <clears throat> claire played by aisling Fran- franciosi She's 21 years old, Irish convict. Uh, she's after she was sent there to do work. Uh, she ended up getting married to another Irish guy who was also there uh, for the same thing and had a baby with him. But she has to deal with being sort of a showpiece for the the captain, uh, played by Sam Clayton. Clayton. Clayflin? Yeah, sure, I recognize Clayflin. him. I recognize Clayflin? his face. Yes, yeah. you've seen him in other stuff. Who at first seems like maybe he's going to be a nice guy, but no, yeah. he is a one of the all-time Hall of Fame evil pricks in a movie. Absolutely, you've ever come. And like almost to the point where like one of the things that I would like I didn't love this movie as much as you. I liked it quite a bit, and one of the things it's like God, it's almost this to the point where he's like comically evil. He's doing it's, it's almost like a cartoon. Like, level of evil, but you're getting to see, like, the real-life violence of what that would be like. I feel like they offset anything that would have in another movie been more cartoonish by... I mean, he's a symbol... For oh, yeah. for white men throughout this colonialism, colonialism, you know, yeah. like a brutality against women, brutality against other races. He's he's definitely played to some extent like a symbol here, but but the sheer brutality of it offsets any sense of him being cartoon. Oh yeah, I agree with that. I agree. With that. It, it was just uh, it was a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, he, you know, initially he's like, okay, so she he pulls her out to sing because she's got a beautiful voice, which is why she's called the Nightingale uh, for his troops. But very quickly after that he is she's like okay well I've done my time yeah. and you promised you were going to give me like basically write a letter to get me my ticket so I can leave and go back to yeah, Ireland I think it's, I can't remember what the time is but it's been mentioned that she's served at least a couple of years two to three years like past her sentence already like yeah. it's pretty much they're slaves like <laughs> and um, he's like I'll let you go when I feel like y- you can go it's it's totally up to me you have no power in this situation and he proceeds to rape her yeah. And uh, and then a little bit later, murder her husband and baby along. Oh, with I didn't know a, if you were going to go there. Soldiers. Well, it's very early in the film. It is, but yeah, it was. It's a shock. So th- she goes and, and and like she surprisingly because it looks like they're going to kill her. She wakes up, finds you know her baby's dead, her husband's dead. He's left because he's found out that 
uh, his captainship that he wanted, uh, you know, or, uh, well, he's a lieutenant and he mm-hmm. wants to be promoted to, to, to the next promoted, level. Yeah. And the guy who came to check him out is like, no, this is incompetent. Your, your crew is a mess. They're un, untrained. They're, they're, un, uh, they're wild. Yeah. There's no way I'm recommending you for this. It's like, well, I'm going to go complain. It's like, yeah, good luck. Uh, you have four days and it's all the way on the other side of the, yeah, uh, it's way uh, somewhere yeah. away. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you got to go through, if you were even trying to get there in time, you'd have to go through the worst, most dangerous dangerous part like uh, of Australia uh which is you know I mean dangerous only because the aborigines there fucking hate the british like, yeah. you know, for good reason yeah that's another thing like um the like we we're talking about like the irish indentured servant and servants slash slaves that for the aborigines that's not even a thing it's just like killed on sight essentially yeah it's a, a brutal just like wipe out yeah they're them, all yeah. referred to as boy no yeah. matter how old they they might be they're constantly being fucked over or murdered they're treated like less than animals yeah real and, bad and when she's like okay well i'm gonna track this guy down uh she gets talked into by one of the other irish guys in Colin. look just please trust me go to this camp over here there you can get one of these aborigines there this guy to help you uh, then Billy, you can pay him to be your, your guide because there's no way you're going to make this. No way without a guide. And so she goes there and did, did, with Billy with an incredible debut performance by Bekali Ganambar, who I guarantee you we will be seeing more of. Yeah. Who already has been like, I've seen like 18 articles of like, oh my God, who is this guy? <laughs> I, hope, I really hope he ends up in more movies. Yeah. He was really, I mean, him and like the whole cast, really the villain. Everyone in this movie is really performing. So it's a kind of a chase across the country as she's countryside as, in the mountains as she's trying to follow them, and and we get to see them as the you know the British crew as well as they're treating their guide and everyone they encounter like shit and being murderous and horrible. And what makes this really fascinating as a film is that this character who we have nothing but sympathy from, uh, Claire, our, our lead female, the moment she's in a situation with Billy, she is a complete, like, acts like the most privileged white lady piece of shit, yeah. racist. It's really showing, like, the hierarchy. Yeah. Like, she is still racist. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's kind of this, like, hate breeds, hate breeds, hate. And it's like, yeah. there's a hierarchy to, like, the way who we shit on. Yeah. And, like, the, the movie doesn't shy away from that, like, I mean, this is what it's exploring. Like, these two downtrodden people who are, like, shunted by society, one more so than the other. And, like, where, how do they navigate with each other and what does that do? They're hating on each other when they should be a team. Yeah. And and he's just, rightfully so, he's mostly pissed pissed off at the British. And he understands that the the Irish have got, like, a short end of a stick here, too. Eventually. When he he finds out that she's, like, Irish, he's like, uh, but he's still, like... Rightfully, just be like ah, you fucking white, white people. White people. Yeah. Like your he ways, every your, reason to your ways are way. fucked up, and yeah. you fucked it up my whole like country here. Like y- y- y'all suck. Like y'all the worst and fucking thing ever. For a film with as much, like I said, brutality and disturbing scenes and violence, it's incredibly, really great at getting to the, the just the nitty gritty, just the subtleties of these issues. I mean, as it plays out, and this is a long movie, it's 136 minutes long, but I think it kind of needs to be as long as it is. It naturally and organically makes these characters start to become, have a sort of understanding with each other. And I found that just moving is the wrong word, 
right? Because it's not playing it for that. It's not like doing the sort of like, it's not playing white savior. It's not playing magical, mystical, magical Negro, as my friends Corey and Martin would say. Yeah. It's not playing on any of those old tropes at all. It's just having this very human series yeah. of moments between these two people who hate each other, slowly starting to realize what yeah. humanity is yeah, all about. Yeah, and you say it, like, the formula is definitely laid out for it to be sort of cheesy and like, okay, we know where it's yeah. going to go. And, it, a, a and honestly, really it one. does go the way you expect it to go. It just doesn't go there how you expect uh, it to go. I, it okay. goes to the point where they're coming to a mutual understanding. Like, you, when you see this, it's like, oh, they're going to learn from each other and they're going to find out. You know, they, and that all happens, but it doesn't happen in that, like, oh, shucks, you know, yeah. stupid, trite, cliched way we expect it Not to. Not at all. It happens in a much more nuanced and seemingly like real for the circumstances we're watching it plays out in a in a much more humane way like and, and a, a natural and difficult way. to watch cuz yeah. like i said there's a lot of like just ugliness that you have to sort mm-hmm. through that are all all too real it's not put there for the purpose of 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 being like trying to shock you it's trying to be naturalistic mm-hmm. and i'm sure that it is this is 1825 in australia none, none, i read a lot about this after the fact i'm like yeah absolutely everything here was like painstakingly researched to be as realistic as possible with the way these people talked with the way they treated each other um even the director spent months with the actual aborigine tribe yeah, and if you're unaware like the writer director of this she is australian yeah. right yeah she's from australia so like it's close to home for her like it's it's a history that i'm not familiar with like i kind of know it like i know like the aborigines were like slaughtered by the british and like with the prison population i kind of get all that but it's not ingrained in me because I'm in America. I know American history more so, but like it seems very well researched, you know. Uh, a secondary, so one of the, the secondary main soldier here is played by Damon Harriman, which I feel deserves a call out. It's great in this. You might know him. He played uh, Dewey Crow in Justified, and then you saw him for just a, uh, a little, tiny bit in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as Charlie Manson. Oh, is that him? Yeah, he's actually even... playing the same role in Mindhunter. I'm too. excited for the Mindhunter yeah, second oh, season. Yeah, but yeah, I did not recognize him. I mean, I guess I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but. Yeah, it's yeah. a brief Charlie appearance. Charlie Manson is surprisingly not yeah. on screen for very long in yeah. that movie. Um, yeah, I just, once again, I just keep coming back, hitting that wall of like, damn, who is it that you recommend this movie with? Because it's not played out like a horror movie. As disturbing as it is, it is definitely a very serious intellectual drama about yeah. racism and about misogyny, about all these things. But that most people who like like those type of movies won't be able to handle the degree of brutality here. And most people who like horror movies with a lot of brutality won't be able to handle how slowly paced that this is. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, we're we're, we're in this target audience. There are fans like that. And I'm sure a lot of fans of this podcast kind of fall into both those Venn diagrams. You know, like... Yeah, I think... Yeah, you can't really make it like for gorehounds. You can't be like, yeah, check it out, man. Because the violence is brutal and people who like like that visceral type of violence in there. It's here, but you're going to have to like really sit through a slow movie. And, and honestly, if I'm being, I have to be honest here, like it is a little long for me. Like I think the middle part there, there's some kind of repetitive night scenes. I understand why they're there because we're getting these people closer and closer together and you need time for this to play out. I think it could have been trimmed though still a little bit. And I'm not, I can handle long movies. I love a good long one, but it's a little, the plotting in this is a little, she slow. said, sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a little slow for me. Like, so like I didn't like 
over the top, like love, love, love this movie. Though he did, I certainly liked it quite a bit. See, for me, that pacing was so essential, and it helps. The soundtrack is great. The cinematography is stunning. The performances are all just just pitch perfect. Oh, yeah. and, only, we should, only, and we should mention the aspect ratio too of this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, but the cinematography is beautiful, but it's a square. I don't yeah. know what that is exactly. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. It's not issues. quite television, like old TV, but it's a little wider than that. But it's maybe, not, yeah. But it's, it's not filmed like like what is it, seventeen four or whatever. No, no, no. It's yeah. very squared off. It's like a it's like it's, a, it's like an old TV. It's but just, it still made me really wish I had seen this in a theater. Oh, that's that's, just that's what I want to say. Like, it's like because a lot of times with the slow pacing of a movie, it's important. To it, it helps to be in a theater. You get immersed in it, and like time kind of fly moves by at a different place. Because it was never boring per se. Right. Like it's just when you're watching at home. The distraction's real. I, you gotta I, put your phone this away. This is one of those I'd read just enough about to know. I turn my phone off completely. Yeah, turn all I, the lights off in the room. Turn the movie up really loud. Sit close to the screen. I did my best to immerse <laughs> myself in it, so but I'm still at home. Like it's like you missed the cinema. Like you missed the theater. Like, yeah. you know. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go to final thoughts, Alan. Um. Yeah. I the performances in this movie were great. We talked about the cinematography a bit and like its aspect ratio. It is very beautiful. Like. The the wilderness is shot in such a way it feels it's uh, there's there are parts of the movie where the cinematography is a little showy like in a good way there's like some dream sequences and there's like some shots on faces and the cameras yeah, the dream doing, sequences are close as it comes to horror yeah yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's I say dream but they're pretty much like nightmare sequences yeah and and there's stuff that the camera's doing and it's some movements that are like very showy but there's other times where it feels like really like fly on the wall type stuff. You're just immersed in the scenery around you and these two characters walking through it and you get to see like the nature change around them. Like that's one benefit of the time this movie takes to have these people go on this journey. It kind of lets you understand this is a fucking journey. Mm-hmm. There's no like Game of Thrones esque time hop. We're across the land now. Yeah. Like every step is earned, um, which I appreciate. I thought the performance is really, really, really good. Um, Especially between um, Claire, what's her name? Uh, Aisling Franciosi. And... And Bekali Ganambar. Yeah. The, they, the movie, like... Maybe not necessarily, but it certainly helps that they're... Their chemistry together and the way they... All their scenes together are so, so good. And the movie might be able to withstand if it wasn't quite as good. There's enough going on where it gets to be a good movie. But because they're so good, the movie really flies from there. So, yeah, I'll give it... Yeah, I really liked it. Didn't love, 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 love it, but I really, really, really liked it. Like, maybe just one love on it. Uh, so I'll give it a solid 8 out of 10 um, Blackbirds. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe we haven't even mentioned the Blackbird thing, but, which yeah. is prominently featured on the poster. Yeah, and it's another, uh, it's another like, metaphor that's kind of dipped in there. Like, yeah. like, that's better left, you know, you'll explore it in the movie. There, yeah, there's bits and pieces of, like, like nothing in here goes so metaphorical in that... It becomes not reality per se, per se, but there are parts of it that touch a bit on on abstraction and on myth. Even there's a sequence where she follows a blackbird through the woods mm-hmm. that like definitely feels like it's getting into sort of like Aboriginal culture folklore things, mm-hmm. but never so much as that you're like you feel like you're being taken out of out of the reality. Yeah, it never breaks into like this magical realism yeah, type exactly. thing. It's still rooted in it. Uh, I found this mesmerizing. There wasn't anything in this movie that I I felt like I needed a break. Well, I mean, other than it's just so intense at points. I mean, this movie actually did make me tear up because not of a, oh, that's so sad, but because it was just so goddamn intense. Uh, um, 
it was just moments that was too much even for me at points where I was like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking. Uh, I had some, yeah, I had some severe winces and just like, and I, me and Chris watch horror movies. We watch yeah. some violent shit, and this was rough because it has the that emotional level. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not that it's overly graphic. It's a lot of what's happening. Like even the rape scenes, you're not you're not seeing like. Yeah. Like it super graphically shown it, but it's showing it all from the viewpoint of the character being raped yeah. and like, like really focusing on their faces, which is the exact right way. If you're going to do a scene like this to do mm-hmm. it, I, I found this powerful and moving. I'll definitely revisit this, but it's going to be a while before I got the strength to watch it again. Um, I, I think this is amazing. And I think it's a shame because of the, because of the fact it's an Australian film, because a lot of people will be afraid to even show it, it's not going to get the respect it deserves. Uh, I I wouldn't be shocked at all to see it really win a lot of Independent Spirit Awards. Yeah, but I'd be shocked if the Oscars even touches it, which is a oh, real shame. There's no way the Oscars are coming near this movie, yeah, yeah. which is a real shame because I guarantee you guys this is one of the best films that has come out this year, and you should see it if you can handle this kind of yeah. movie. Yeah, and you, from what, everything we said in this review, all the trigger warnings are there. If like you heard any of that, and you're just like, I am out. Yeah. Don't see it. Like, you know, because it, it is rough. But It'll be assured, like, none of that stuff is there gratuitously. No. At all. So yeah. I'm going to give it nine and a half out of ten. Uh, I think that was a wombat's. <laughs> you know that thing where he brings yeah. an animal I like, was, is that a wombat? Yeah. Not quite sure what really, a wombat is. You're never really entirely sure. Yeah. First, you're like, it's some kind of marsupial, clearly. Yeah. And it ain't a kangaroo. So I'm thinking the only other, like, it's not a Tasmanian devil. No, those things are smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I think that was a wombat. <laughs> yeah. 